Well, hello again, listeners. It is Jamie O's Pause Space. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you guys had a great week and that, you know, today you're just relaxing um, and just um, enjoying this hot weather outside. I mean, it's, it's truly a blessing from God. And um, I hope it stays like this. I hope it doesn't like start raining or snowing next week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're just taking it one day at a time. Okay. All right, guys, let's jump right into this episode. Um, so I haven't really thought about what kind of name I want for this episode. Only thing I know is that um, this is going to be based on Jesus's salvation through Jesus. So maybe I'll name it that I haven't really thought about. it. I haven't really thought about the direction that I really want uh, to go Um when talking about Jesus, but I do know that, um, this is the pinnacle of, um, relief in God and how we, um, can just be saved once and for all is through Jesus. So let's just have a word of prayer. Um, gracious heavenly father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day, Lord. I thank you for the privilege to be able to pray to you and that you hear every single word. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give me some sort of direction um, and where I'm going when I'm talking about um, uh, the story of your son, Lord. Um, I pray, Father God, that this message is straightforward and easy to understand, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will use me um, and guide me, speak for me as I... Um, present this uh, episode um, so that it's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so like I was saying, you know, this episode is um, its not really a name, but I'm basing it on Jesus' salvation. So I looked up what salvation meant. I looked up what it meant, and it says in um, the regular, like Webster's, it says deliverance Deliverance from, and this is this is what the Christian theology part of Webster is. The, the actual one means like just um, a redemption, saving, you know. But uh, the theology one says deliverance from sins, and then it says a uh, unity. I really like this one: union or friendship with God and deliverance from original sin and damnation. So, um, that is, well, I like, I like how it was put on that one because that's what Jesus does. He gives us, um, deliverance from our sins, uh, by his death. Okay. Let's first go to Ephesians 2, 9, 2, 8 and 9. And that tells us how we can get salvation through Jesus. Okay, so I started to write down my cards, like my, my scriptures, because I know I turn my pages like kind of loud and <laughs> kind of loud and stuff, guys. So just bear with me. Okay, Ephesians 2. The thing is, is that I forget that I wrote them down and then I start looking them up in word. But um, the scriptures are all God inspired, word inspired. So it's better to read it from the word than it is to write it down. I don't know if the significance. 
get right into it. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. <clears throat> so that is how we get salvation. We get it through God by faith. Okay, and um, the faith that God gives us, he gives each each of us a each of us faith according to our belief in him but it also says and um just a second see that's the thing i just can't remember when i write them down i have the cards and then it's just like um Okay, um, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, so, um, this is going to be uh, another lengthy one. I think I'm, I'm thinking to break this up into two parts because um, it may be three parts because this is the, the most important part of Christian belief. Okay, and it's very important. Okay, so in Romans 10, 13 and, 14, 13 and 14, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him and how can they believe in him unless they have never heard about him so when we call on God you can't believe in something that you never heard about and um that's why God says that um if we receive the witness the witness of men the witness of God is greater for this is the witness of which he has testified of his son he who believes in the son has the witness in himself he who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given of his son who is this son you say <laughs> okay let's go to okay All right, fruit, fruit flies. These are these things are fierce right now. Okay, let's go to uh, Isaiah fifty-three. And no, I did not write this one down on the card <laughs> because it's it's pretty long. But um, bear with me once again. I'm getting to it. Just hold on. Okay, so. In Isaiah chapter 53, it says, Who has believed? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed to? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that that he should desire him for he is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as we hid acquainted with grief as we hid 
as it were, our faces from him. And uh, we jump to um, verse 4. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we have seen him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we have, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid all our iniquity on him. And then we go to, okay, so let me just talk a little bit about what we just read. Okay, so salvation comes through God. You know, or we get our salvation. No, we get our, we get, we, when we believe on God, God gives us the faith to um, receive the testimony of his son. Because um, in, the, in the Old Testament, um, there had to be lots of, we know that, we know God to be pure, to deal with sin he's you know uh, he's purity he's um um he's just majestic and perfect in all his ways and he can't do with sin you know so in the old testament um uh most of the prophets and other people they had to uh have sacrifices of, of animals of lambs of like uh, clean animals and things like that that they had to put on the altar every time that they sin they had to do this um so many times like once a year and uh some of them had to do this more often depending on you know because god was speaking to them letting this letting him know that but um if we go to hebrews chapter nine i think that might help like i said guys i'm gonna break this down because it is a lot um, to know in this but I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter Okay, yep. So we're in chapter 8 of Hebrews. Um, and this basically just talks about uh, the first covenant. The first covenant is, is, is considered to be like the first law. That's that sacrificial law that I said that the people in the old uh, times had to do in order just to be made right with God, you know? So it says in chapter 9 of um of um of hebrew and basically just talks about what i just said then indeed even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary for a tabernacle was prepared the first part in which was the lampstand the table and the showbread which is called the sanctuary okay so they had to they had an earthly sanctuary where uh, the, the the priest um, had to go in and, um, you know, it had to be ordained, of course, um, and they had to be over 30 years old, and um, they go in there and they offer um, sacrifices and um, sprinkling of blood, basically, for the sins of uh, the people, and then they had to do it from themselves, of course, because they're human, um, 
So yeah, they, they sacrifice blood of bulls and goats and ashes of heifer, sprinkling the um, unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Okay, so um, that was verse 13 I just read. Uh, so we're in chapter 9, verse 14. Now it says, but how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God and for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance so since God sent his son Jesus he sent his son Jesus this is where Jesus comes in the picture because God said you know what the old the old law has it's, it's died away it's not helpful you know it's uh, my people um, are still sinning and I need a new covenant that that will save them once and for all and I don't know if you know but in the Old Testament you know God destroyed um, the world with water you know he destroyed all creation with water and everything like that and he he wanted us to not uh, just to be consumed by her sins. He wanted us to all be restored to him, brothers and sisters. He wanted us to come to him and um, he, he needed that to, to make a way. So he sent his son. Let's go to. Uh, hey, wait a minute. 13. And the people in the Old Testament, they they talked about uh, Jesus coming, like in Isaiah, the last twenty-seven books of Isaiah talks about the hope of uh, that's coming for us, like to save the entire world, and that is Jesus Christ. So um, it says, It says in um, 13 Hebrews 13 20 it says now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting new covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay so Jesus if we go back to if we go to John. Um, like I said, God needed to make a way. So he sent his only son to die for us um, so that we can be saved once and for all. Because these all oh, these these sacrifices, you know, with these bulls and all of this stuff, it wasn't cutting it for God. God wanted to make a way for us eternally to be restored to him because he created us. We belong to him, but he's not going to force himself on us. Like I said in a few um, episodes before. But he also wants us to know that when we do come to him with a with a re repentant heart, it says in um it says in um first John one nine that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That um if we confess our sins to God and we believe on his son that he sent uh, for us, that he said that we will be saved once and for all. We read in the beginning about salvation and um, the belief and faith through God that we get that salvation. It's nothing that we can do, but God gives us that grace. He gives us that mercy so that when we do come to him and we 
with a whole heart, a believing whole heart that we will be saved once and for all. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about Jesus. Okay, and um, so like I said, we we God needed a way to to uh, restore us to Him, so He sent His Son. Okay, so we're going to go to Luke. Just a little mini introduction, um, you know, with Jesus. So God sent Jesus down because Jesus in the beginning was God. He was with God. It, it says that um, in John, he says that he was with God in the beginning. And they uh, dwelled together uh, before the creation of the world began. So he sent Jesus so it's Jesus, and it's, it's the God, the Father, and then it's the Holy Spirit, which are one, one, you know. But uh, so he sent Jesus in the form of a baby. It says in um, uh, Second Luke, chapter two. Okay, so uh, God chose uh, two people. He chose um, he chose um, two. Wait a minute, I'm in the wrong. He chose Mary and Joseph, and um, to send his son to. You know, so he ordained for that to happen. He allowed that to happen. The angel came to David saying that um, in verse 11, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them in heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Now when they had seen God, when they had seen Jesus, they made widely known known the sayings which was told them concerning this child. So um, Jesus was born to Mary, and um, he sent his son down to tell Mary that um, he around this time next year that he would be pregnant with her. So this pregnancy wasn't by Joseph, but it was through the Holy Spirit. And um, yeah, so like I was just saying, verse 23, and it has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's um, Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And okay, so that's further on. He, he was he was born through the Holy Spirit. But um, later on, um, you know, Jesus uh, started to go to the temple and he started to preach uh, more about um you know, God and, and the message and things like that and how he was coming. He was born to save the world. Um, John, if we go to John, you know, because there was more prophets, um, you know, that, like I said in the beginning, Old Testament, that um, talked about Jesus coming, like in Isaiah and Moses, you know. Um, but John, 
uh, Elizabeth's uh, son, John, actually was pregnant at the same time with Mary. Um, and uh, so they're around the same age. Um, so John the Baptist, that's John the Baptist. John the Baptist um, talked about Jesus too. And he said, um, okay, let's go to John. Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay. John 12, 20, 12, 47. Let's go to John 12. I didn't write this one down. So <clears throat> it says, um, Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. John the Baptist, um, he uh, had his own set of followers. He basically came to um, and he started to baptize people with water. Um, he started, he was very anointed and, and believed in God. And um, he, he believed that the Savior was going to come. God revealed that to him. Um, so he was uh, doing his part by baptizing uh, everyone with the water of God. So let's go to just a second. I probably have. I didn't write this one down. Just a second. Yeah, so this is going to be like a three-part, two or three-part area because it's just a whole lot um, to talk about. Right now, we're just talking about uh, Jesus, the history of of Jesus, um, and things like that, and how he. We know that he is uh, the Son of God. We do know that he was with God in the beginning, and that he came down um, and in the form of a baby, a humble baby. Imagine being a God in human in, in human form and baby. Uh, human form um, just to grow up to, to in order to die to know the will of, of God doing the will of God so that he could be the remission um, for sin to deliver humanity from sins and, and their death uh, is it's pretty amazing okay so John the Baptist like I said he he came um He was around the same age, uh, you know, as Jesus and everything. But yeah, um, okay, here we go. Wait, wait, no, that's not it. It says, um, yeah, in First John one fifteen, John the Baptist bore witness of Jesus and cried out, saying, "This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me." And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So Moses, uh, the law and Moses, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Those, that's what they consider to be the law. That is what God is saying is the law. Um, but uh, obviously the law, I mean, it's still 
and it's still active it's still um you know it's very important but um the grace and the truth came through jesus christ that is um the forgiveness of the sins the sacrifice that he made for us so that um through the law we might be saved once and for all brothers and sisters okay here it is and now this is the testimony of john so he didn't you know he he, he never said that he was um a lot of people wondered if he was a prophet. A lot of people asked John if he was Elijah. And um, his response was, the voice, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. So, you know, that is how he was because he, he lived in the wilderness. He ate um, wild honey and he had horse's hair and, you know, all of this other stuff. Um, and then if we jump down to verse 33, it says, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John stood up with his two disciples after, after looking at Jesus as he walked. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to him, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, which is which is to say, when translated teacher, where are you, are you staying? He said to him, Come and see. So yeah, you know, uh, John, uh, he testified about Jesus. Um, Jesus is coming. Um, the prophets in the Old Testament. Okay, if we just jump to, if we jump to, um, let's go to Hebrews 9, 11, 9 through 11. That might, like I said, it's a lot to take in, but the most important part is is that I want you, want you guys to see is that God sent Jesus down in the form of a baby so that he's, his ultimate will was for him to die for us. Okay, um, 9, verse 11. So like I said, in the Old Testament, the high priest came into the sanctuary, an earthly sanctuary. They sacrificed uh, bulls and all these other animals or whatever um, uh, so that, you know, their sins can be forgiven. But it's verse 11 of Hebrews 9, chapter 9, verse 11. Says, but Christ came as high of good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle and made not made with hands that is not of this creation not with the blood of goats and cows but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once and for all having obtained eternal redemption because he for he but he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Jesus, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and to become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily 
that those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people for he did this all he did this for all who for all when he offered up himself for the law appoints as a high priest men who have weakness but the word of oath which came after the law appoints the son who has been perfected forever sisters he perfect jesus came and he form as a, just an ordinary man he didn't have any high appearance he wasn't looked to as as beautiful but he came as an ordinary man but didn't sin he did not sin he did not um curse anyone he did not desire anything for himself he was just perfect in hebrews 13 in hebrews um i mean in first corinthians chapter 13 it talks about what love is jesus was that in general he he came um to do the will of the father he knew his father's business it says jesus is the reason that we that we have hope brothers and sisters jesus is the reason we have hope in the world god is going to make our bodies just like uh jesus okay and i'll talk a little bit more about that i think i'm jumping a little bit um ahead okay so in corinthians i'm sorry in colossians um, okay, I'm getting a, a He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So when Jesus, that's just like what I was just saying. When Jesus came down in the form of a baby, he basically was God incarnated. He came down as God to save humanity, brothers and sisters. If we jump to Colossians 1, 21 and 22, and it says, In you who once were alienated and hostile mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. And you said, you probably thinking to yourself like, um, I'm not hostile, I'm not alienated, so why do I need Jesus, you know? But he says, for all those people that have sinned, all the people that have sinned, the ones that don't have hope, the ones that are, um, that just don't have anything to believe in, you know, these are the ones that he's calling. He didn't come to the world to, to judge it. He just came to save as many as he can because that was the will of God. That was the will of what God has sent him down to do, brothers and sisters, and that's to save each and every one of us from death. Okay, and Isaiah... In Isaiah 30 chapter in Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 it says and the sovereign lord says in repentance and rest is your salvation in quietness and trust is your strength but you would have none of it so god is saying that when we have repent when we repent if we go to Romans okay wait a minute before i get to that let me just um in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For to us a child is born. To us, this is where I was saying it was predicted. Isaiah, you know, pre, uh, predicted that um, Jesus was going to come soon. It says, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
So he came down and to preach um, how, how he was coming. He came down to talk about himself, but he didn't talk about himself. He only talked about, Jesus only talked about what the Father told him to say about him coming down to save as many as he can from death, from illnesses, from all of those things to give them, um, to give them life, to save them from the life of death, eternal death, and to give them life forever. Okay. Let's go to, um, guys, like I said, I'm going to continue this because this is real long and, um, it's just a lot that I want to touch on. It says in Isaiah 28, chapter, chapter 28, verse 16, it says, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone chosen precious. And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. So we, we see Jesus um, is, is the chief cornerstone. He was chosen by God. And, um, you know, all of, all of us peoples that believe in Jesus will by no means be put to shame, will by no means be put to eternal death, will by no means be judged. And I'll get I'll touch more on that, too, in a later episode. But right now, I just um, want to talk a little bit about um, who this, who this human, who this guy is named Jesus and, and why he's so important. He just, he's important because he died for us, you know, so that we can have new life through him. We cannot, he says in another scripture, it says that in order to get to, to, to God, we have to go through him because he is the reason why we're able to come to God with an open heart and prayer and, and talk to God and have God hear us and answer all of our prayers. He is the central uh, area, the central, you know, unit to get to God, basically what I'm saying. So Jesus, you know, he, he, he lived, he lived this life. Um, he basically, um, he's lived this sinless life. He, um, um, healed people. He, he talked about, uh, preached on the Mount, uh, to his disciples that he chose about everything was going to happen, how he was going to be reviled and how he's going to be treated, you know, bad and that he was going to ultimately die. You know, they didn't believe it. And he, along the way, he healed people of their sicknesses. He healed a man outside, um, outside of the gate that had, um, uh, um, uh, um, a physical illness with his legs or whatever. He healed him. Um, he, he healed, um, a woman that was bleeding for 12 years. He healed, um, and forgave the woman's sin and he witnessed to him after after he saved her and after she believed on him at the well she believed him and um her faith was increased and god forgave all of her sins he did so many miracles he drove out demons he um he brought the dead back to life he brought lazarus back to life you know so he came down god God incarnate to save humanity so that we would be able to rise up after he died to be with him in heaven forever, brothers and sisters. It says in Hebrews 13, 20 through 20, 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting new covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you. What is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory 
forever and ever. Amen. I just read this um, verse to you, but I wanted to go back to it again because um, I wanted you guys to see through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So through the blood that Jesus shed for us, that's the reason why that that one death through him that's the reason why the animals in the old time couldn't even make a match for jesus he came in human form for us because we are human and died sinlessly and perfectly so that we can be saved once and for all okay it's something else and i remember this scripture when i was growing up as a kid i um heard a lot of people talk about it it says um john three sixteen. for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in jesus should not die but have eternal life so that is this the reason why uh we we believe in jesus the reason why we um come to him with a humble heart is because he will not um we will not be in eternal damnation. We will have eternal life through him because he made it possible through his death. Okay. Um, when I first started, I read in Isaiah 53. Hold on. Let's go there really quick. Okay. Isaiah 53, it says, we have all strayed like sheep. Each one of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid all our sins on Jesus. So we were, were gods in the beginning. God created all of us to worship him and to be with him. He didn't design us to be in this world by ourselves without him. He designed us uh, to, to be in this life and to fellowship with him in harmony and worship him in truth and just to rely and depend on him in everything. But since sin came into the world, it had to be a sacrifice. Jesus had to be that sacrifice that would save us once and for all. So he it says that we strayed from him. We, he didn't stray from us. We strayed from God through our sin. And um, he said that we all turned into our own wicked, desirous ways. But see, he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And all of our sins of the whole entire world was laid on him when he died. And I'm going to talk a little bit about his death in the second part. Um, uh, in the second part of this series, guys. Okay, so a couple more scriptures I want to touch on um, that talks about. In Romans 6, 14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Like I said, like I read in um, Hebrews, um, um, through Jesus, he, he, you know, the old law, like I said, was the Ten Commandments. That's what Moses had. That's what people were going by. But there was no... Um, you know, they had that along with that, they had to do all of these sacrifices. But since we are under the grace and truth of our Lord Jesus Christ and because of the um, the sacrifice that he made, uh, he takes our sin away from us once and for all. You know, that that means that when we come to him and um, we ask him for forgiveness of our sins, if we believe on him with a whole heart, he will or not remember our sins anymore after that our sin and um would not have dominion over us because he overcame death brothers and sisters i i can't i don't know if you if you if you've ever um 
I mean, he just, he just, he, he overcame death. That is, is the whole thing. He overcame death. He resurrected. And I'll talk more about that, like I said, in the next series. But it's something else I wanted to touch on before we go. Wait a minute. Okay. In Corinthians and first Corinthians three eleven, it says for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So Jesus is the foundation. That's what I meant when I was saying like the central unit. Jesus is the foundation um, for our faith. He's the foundation for this new life that we have in God. That's why a lot of people preach so much about Jesus. They say, Jesus, is, you know, let's praise Jesus. Thank Jesus. This. They have all these hymns about Jesus because Jesus is the reason for our faith. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be able to come to the father and pray for him. It wasn't for Jesus. When that time when we hit the lottery and we won, won that 20 bucks, it wouldn't be possible. It wasn't for Jesus. Um, Jesus says that he rains down water on the just and the unjust. He blesses the righteous and the unrighteous. So even if we, even though we are not with God, even though it is people that are, are, aren't believers of God, God still show, is showing grace and mercy. And um, I'm getting ready to go to this right now because um, I think about Romans 5, 8, I believe. Let's see, five, eight. It says, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now being made right by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life and that and not only that but we also rejoice in god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have now received a reconciliation um yes jesus is the reason why um, you know, we have been um redeemed we have been reconciled to god but and God talks about the wrath of him. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the next series. Um, but the most important thing I'm saying is that even while we are God, everything in this world is a gift from God. In James 1.17, it says that every gift from above, um, every, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down the Father of heavenly lights with whom there is no variation. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Everything comes from God. It was made by God. He says, even the principalities and the powers were created by him, whether good or bad. So everything is from God. But since he loved us so much, he sent his son um, through a bodily, a bodily form man, um, a baby through a body um, to die for us, even while we were still sinners, knowing that he can't look at sin, brothers and sisters, he still came down in the form of a man to save us once and for all, okay? There's one more scripture. I'm, I'm looking at it. I keep thinking about it, but I can't. 
uh, find it that second that would just be perfect okay so I'm just gonna go with this one second uh, Corinthians 521 says where am I at oh man oh, no it's five. Oh no that's why I'm in the wrong one okay yeah this is good enough <clears throat> for he which is God us that we might become the righteousness of God in him so just like we were just reading in Isaiah 6 through 9 let's go to Isaiah 6 through 9 through his son Jesus uh, by dying for us and we'll talk a little bit more about his death in a second part let's go to the end dear Jesus thank you so much uh, for your grace and your truth that you um, that you sent through your holy word uh, so that other people would know about you like I said how would people know about you if people um, if we don't talk to talk about you, you said that we are called to baptize um, people in the name of, of your father, of you, and of the Holy Spirit, um, and that uh, to teach them all the things that you commanded us, that was the greatest commission that you have the Father. I pray, Lord, that people all over the world will be obedient to that, Lord, and that uh, the people that hear this message, Lord, um, would um, follow through with hear the truth and see themselves and search the scriptures so that they can see you, Lord. Oh, Father God, I pray a blessing on everyone this week, uh, Lord, that they, um, um, that it's a, it's a safe week, that they have joy and, um, and love and, um, all the things that life can bring, Father God, because you are God that blesses us abundantly, more, more abundance than anything in this world, God, because you're the one that Lord, I pray, Father, that uh, the next series after this, Lord, that uh, you would help me to touch on the things of, um, of, 
of Jesus and on his further mission on earth, Father God. I thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for um, life and liberty and freedom through your son and Jesus. All of these things, amen. All right, guys, this is 47 minutes long. Thank you so much for your patience and um, look, be looking out. Um, I want to try to continue this series. Um, I might do it Friday instead of Sunday because, you know, since it's a long series, I'm, I'm going to um, do it a little bit more. But I hope you guys have a blessed rest of the day and I'll look forward to seeing you, talking to you again later. Bye bye.